Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men podcast. Steve Hall here today with Sam Walker and Jay Pearson. We're going to be talking about all the drama of Liverpool's deadline day. So obviously Fabio Carvalho and that deal collapsing. We've got Nat Phillips leaves on loan. Neko Williams leaves on loan as well. We're also going to do a bit about the lads who stayed. So Origi and Minamino both didn't go anywhere. Both want to stay, fight for their places. We're going to round up the Lewis, Lewis Diaz stuff one final time, put a bit of a bow in that as well. So you guys who are watching along now on Twitter, if you want to go and watch the whole show with us live, do click the link in the description of this tweet because we're about to go and do some fire content. So hopefully you come and join us. Hello, lads. Hello, mate. Oh, Good Be- intro. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Uh, before we actually get into any of the stuff that I've just talked about, then I want to do some, a couple of kickoff questions. One non-football, one football, like we always tend to do. And obviously, if you guys are watching along live now, do use the live chat and let me know your answers. Or if you're one of our club legend Discord, uh, sorry, one of our club legends, head over to the Discord chat and you can get involved too. So I'm going to go non-footy first, non-Liverpool. And uh, Sam, I think I'm going to go to you first on this one. From Adam Brocken at Liverpool underscore Liverpoolian underscore seven says. You're stuck inside the room for 24 hours with only a TV and a DVD player inside. The only film options you have are the entire Tom Hanks collection or the entire Tom Cruise collection. Which one would you take and why? Do you know what? I think the, the intellectual answer is to go Tom Hanks, isn't it? And, and you know, um, Forrest Gump and all that. But I'm going Tom Cruise. I just think I could sit and watch all the Mission Impossibles back to back and properly enjoy it. Then I'd probably fall a kid for a bit anyway. <laughs> and then I'd get up and watch, um, I watched the new one, is it Jack? I don't know. What, he's done another one similar Jack to Tim Cruise. Yeah, they're, they're good fun <laughs> as well. He, you know, all the older ones that he did. Yeah, I, th- I think to be honest, it'd be more fun. Whereas I think Tom Hanks would have me crying and <laughs> questioning my life at times and things like that. <laughs> No, yeah, and we. De- I think that in terms of passing timeness of it, I don't think. I think Tom Hanks is obviously clearly the better movie. Yeah. He's, he's you know Oscar winners for a reason and stuff. But yeah, if you want to pass some time, I can see. The, I can see the, the thrill of just going. Am I one? Am I two? Am I three? Am I four? Yeah, I can see the. Point. What are you going for, Jay? Uh, I'm going the opposite. I'm going Tom Hanks. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tom Cruise in Cocktail. That's one of my favourite uh, yeah, Tom Cruise films. So I'd, I'd, that's a. That's I the think, only one that yeah. would pull me that way. But yeah, Tom Hanks just for Forrest Gump. 
because oh, it's yeah. just arguably one of the greatest films that's ever is, been is made. Is it the Green Mile as well? I'm Green yeah. Mile, yeah. I see, that, that's a good one. But again, I'd be at the end of it like, oh, well, exactly. I was about to say, get me out of here. Yeah. 24 hours in a room. Cast Away though as well, that's just a boss film. Yeah. 24 hours in a room with the Green Mile and with like Save a Private Riot. It's an emotional drain <laughs> on you. Yeah. Like you'd have to go, I mean you could go, listen, you could go big Forrest Gump and you can do yeah. the fun ones as well. Yeah. But yeah, man, the, the emotional drain of some of them where you know what, with, with, with Tom Cruise you know what you're going to get. You get a bit of War of the Worlds in there as well, which oh, is yeah, similar, yeah, you get a bit yeah, of action. Yeah. So. And then I'm finishing with Big because it's just the bit more fun. And then yeah. Toy Story, bit of fun. Oh, yeah, Toy Story and Tom Hanks. That, that's oh, you see, it. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's, has, that that's might swing it for me. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 Jay, Jay I, I was on the fence. I am going. <laughs> I am going Tom Hanks. Uh, there's room in our room no, for I, you though. I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with with uh, there's, there's, lo- there's loads of uh, there's loads of. Um, oh, I'll leave it actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's loads. There's loads of scenes that you get by in the Tom Cruise stuff. Yeah, I knew where you were going with that one. Some of the leading ladies, some of the leading ladies in the movie. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. go, go and go to a footy one then, and uh, obviously at, at time recording the Afcon uh, semi-finals take place tomorrow, and then the, the evening after as well. Obviously, there's a Liverpool representation in both of them, with Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane both competing in them. I'll, I'll start with you this one, Jay. Um, Liam Meadows says, "Would you rather Mane or Salah win the Afcon?" Really rude of me to say I don't care, wouldn't it? But I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to answer Big the question. Big fence there between me and you, Steve. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to go with Salah, and that's no bias towards either of them. I just think, like, because of it would give the rest of the world who do not recognise Salah as one of the best in the world the two fingers. It'd be great for him just to go, yeah, look what I've won, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, in terms of the Ballon d'Or thing, we always, we've yeah. had this conversation in recent shows with me, you sound like it tends to be international. International competitions are weighted heavily. There's a reason why. Modric gets to the final and gets there. There's a reason why Jorginho's voted the fair best player in the world. There's yeah. a reason, you know, Leo Messi has, and listen, I'm not arguing Leo Messi winning Ballon d'Or, but he won the Ballon d'Or because of his performances yeah. in the Copa yeah. America because he finally yeah. got over the hump of winning the trophy. So if, if we're looking at that point, it makes sense that a lot of people would say, would say yeah, Salah. It, from, from that perspective, obviously, listen, I love Salah. He's, he's wonderful. I mean, I, I'm not really that bothered about the Ballon d'Or stuff with him, to be honest. I think. If anything, it kind of makes him better. He just keeps getting better. So if there's more levels, then just keep voting him out, please. But um, <laughs> I, I've I've said Mane from day one. I think we actually had a chat about this a few weeks ago, I think before it started. I just feel that Mane, um, he, he he sort of carries the team in the same way as 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 Salah does Egypt. Except there's not as much of a gulf in, in talent there. There's mm-hmm. actually some quality players in Senegal's side. Uh, they got to the final last time and he lost. Uh, and I've always just felt Mane was. In the grand scheme of things, slightly more underappreciated than Salah. Even though Salah's not winning Ballon d'Ors, he's generally appreciated as one of the best players in the world, and he has been for a while. Whereas I think Mane has as well, and and so I would like to see him him sort of win that trophy and carry his team forward. Um, I also think it'd be better for us because in the summer, if we do decide to sell him, he gets we get loads of money. Hopefully, they also knock Egypt out in that qualifier, <laughs> and we keep Salah, and he doesn't have to go to the World Cup. So there's there's method in all of this. You yeah, see, yeah, man. As it stands, obviously the most likely to get again. I am aware of this. This might date itself very, very badly, but like <laughs> it's Burkina Faso, isn't it? Burkina Faso, Senegal have got an Egypt have obviously got a tough game against Cameroon. So as it stands, it already looks like Sadio's more likely to get to a final. As it stands, the favourites are obviously mm. Senegal are the favourites, Egypt are their favourites, so Cameroon, Cameroon expected yeah. to win that mm. game as well. I I agree, I'm gonna go Mane because I think I think it could give him that, that boost. He looks like a fellow who needs a bit of a confidence boost. We've already given him a bit of a rock up the arse because we've just signed his replacement or a guy who's <laughs> going to give him real competition for his place. I think it'd be amazing for Sadio to come back and go, ah, you've just signed him, have you? Well, 
Here's my medal. Here's my medal. <laughs> I'm going I'm to be in the top five of the Ballon d'Or next year because I've just lifted that competition. I've seen how devastated he was when he didn't win it. I remember him missing a penalty in the shootout yeah. and he was in tears a few years ago. So I agree. I think Salah's got a lot going for him at the minute. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sadio could do with a little pick-me-up. I'll go to the comment section and see what you guys think. Now let's have a little look. We've got JP says, Senegal will definitely win it, but I want Salah too. Um, and then Adri says, I think Manny's going to win it because they have, they have players like Koulibaly and I think we're right. I'm saying. Uh, have you watched much of it? Like I've been yeah. watching the Salah games, uh, the Egypt games, the Salah games, just show The Salah games. <laughs> Mo Salah gypped. Mo, Mo Salah FC. Honestly, they're so, they're so one team, man, man team. But, <laughs> mate, they've crawled through the last two rounds and it, it's almost like Liverpool 05. Like, they should yeah. not have been winning them games. Hung on at times. Keeper making great saves. They're onto the third or fourth goalie now. They're bringing lads out the stand soon because they've got no more goalies. They're running out. So, um, there's something about Egypt, though. Yeah. They've just got that little special thing going. They keep getting through and straggling the way past top teams. So, might be their year. I've got, I've got a sense that it's going to be both of them in the final, and um, oh, I, 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 I think that's where we're going. As much I, I, again, Cameroon should beat Egypt. But I'm with you. Every time I've watched Egypt, they've got this knack of like by hook or by crook. They, they get, they're just getting the job done. They're actually hard to score against, which they've actually got goal for them a little yeah, bit, yeah, despite yeah. the problems they are. Goalies have been great, haven't yeah, they? Got, yeah, they yeah, everyone yeah. gets injured and the new one rocks up and he's brilliant as well. But yeah, I'm with you. Mate. I've got a feeling that I uh, get both of them. I would go for Manny. I think, he, again, I don't think Mo Salah needs it. Um, and I also think the long, I think Mo Salah thrives off like getting pissed off or disrespecting and stuff and I think it, I think that benefits Liverpool a little bit remember I'm laughing what do you think of Ballon d'Or he just started literally laughing like mm. well, yeah I'm a part Georgie I'm a part of like the 10th best player in the world sound like, I can't yeah, hold yeah. with that so yeah I think um, I am with you I'm going to go for uh, for Manny got Manny Salah so let's um Let's we again. We're going to speak shortly, guys, about the Carvalho stuff and the the drama around the 11 p.m. deadline. It's been a while since Liverpool got involved in these. I was getting flashbacks to Conor Plianka and <laughs> Andy Carroll and all this kind of. It was it was it was a place I didn't want to be in at 11 o'clock last night. I'll be honest. At, at like nine o'clock, I was live on Twitter in space, and I thought, oh, this is all going well. And by 11 o'clock, that the world started melting a little bit. Um, so before we do that, I want to show you guys uh, our latest feature that we got streaming on Redmen Plus, um, our subscription service. So essentially, if you've Netflix, or you've got Disney Plus, or you've got Amazon Prime, or one of those amazing streaming services. We've got our own version, Red Men Plus, but it is all content for Liverpool fans. Uh, earlier this month, we released an amazing documentary about the murals in and around Anfield, the people who painted them, the, the subjects of them, the people whose houses they painted on. Um, so check this out, I'll be back shortly. When we first were discussing the ideas, I was a bit concerned, honestly, about how the people would take it, about having the Liverpool and the Everton thing, but we never had any negativity at all. It was completely embraced, and that's all down to the amazing work that Jamie and the 23 Foundation does. If they'd have said, we're going to put one by Anfield, you'd, just, you'd just put one lifting the European Cup or something, but I think where I grew up, if, they, if they, that's where they wanted to put it, in the Brunny or outside the Brunny, it had to be about me being where I, it was where I grew up as a kid, right opposite that, that mural is where I played heads and volleys, you know, in my Everton kit. So I thought it was almost like a, just a natural progression of when I was a kid, when I was a player, and sort of what we're doing now. And it was just nice that, you know, the, you could have the, you know, the red and the blue with the, you know, that famous picture, you know, the girl and the lad with the, you know, the nine and the six there on the back was brilliant. Obviously changing that now in, in the pro, the next couple of weeks actually to, to, uh, to 97 for obvious reasons. Jamie picked the image himself. Um, he, was, he was very adamant that's the one he wanted. Um, I think it's purely because, you know, obviously the innocence of kids and, and, and it really enhances the message behind the, the, the mural itself. It really drove home what, what Jamie was trying to do. It's, it's lovely, yeah. I think for my mum and my dad, you know, 
they've been, that's where they've grew up their whole lives, you know, and for their sort of friends and family and the rest of my family to, to see that, you know, whenever they just go in the shop or go in the pub or go in the brunny or whatever it may be, it, it, it is nice. And it's actually 20 yards from me, uh, my mother-in-law's house, so she's, she probably sees it more than anyone it's on her street, the end of Spencer Street. So uh, it's the in-laws, I think, who see it more than anyone. But no, that's, if, if I think about where I grew up as a kid, the Brunies 10 yards away, the pub my dad owned is 10 yards away to Solly, and behind there's my junior school, St James's. So that, that, was, that was me as a kid, basically, right there. Yeah, so there you go. Do go over to the Redman Plus and check out Murals, the, the Murals Guide. It's absolutely amazing. Some amazing drone footage, first of all, but obviously speaking to likes of Jamie Carragher, Jordan Henderson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, obviously the guys from Murals who painted it as well and all of those things. Really, really cool feature. So yeah, again, head on over to RedmanTV.com, join Redman Plus, and that is one of the uh, amazing documentaries you will get along with our regular weekly content. Um, right then, guys, let's talk our value. <laughs> There's a taxi <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's do the timeline of this first then. Go on. Okay. Liverpool get the Diaz deal done, we'll come to that later. The next day it turns out that interesting Carvalho talks are ongoing to try and sign Fabio Carvalho. We learn essentially what they want to do is sign him now for a five million pound fee and then loan him back to Fulham. Mm. Uh, as it goes for the other day, apparently there's there's negotiations about that fee and Fulham want more. We get to a point late last night, and it's, it's quite late before the deadline. They were Liverpool and Fulham finally agree that fee, and then the race is on to get things done by 11pm. The, the issue is that it was two separate deals. They had to get the deal done for the signing and the deal done for the loan, and there's no way Fulham were going to do it unless there was time for both because they yeah. didn't want to be stuck with They just sold the lads, and they can't play them yeah. in the rest of their games. Um, the offer sheets and all that doesn't count in the EFL. Yeah. There was no such thing as offer sheets. So in the end, Sam Liverpool just run out of time. Yeah. And, the, and Liverpool don't, have not signed Fabio Carvalho yet. He is yeah. still... A, I mean, short term is, it doesn't really matter for the end of this next few months because he weren't going to be playing for us anyway. The, the long-term ramifications are now anyone else can sign him if they mm. want to. Uh, the, the report... Had, it was messy, wasn't it? Let's start it. It just felt like a bit of a mess. Like, it felt like Liverpool got themselves in somewhere where they haven't been for a long, long yeah. time, where they were racing against the clock and... It just felt scrappy when it didn't need to be. It it, it it wasn't a great look in the end, to be fair. Yeah, I think, it, actually, if we roll back a couple of weeks, um, I think the Diaz deal changed our stance on this because I, I think early on in the transfer window, we, we were, we've obviously had to chat to ourselves and bits of information filtered through. I think we were looking to try and sign him now. and I don't even think there was talk about it of a buyback, but obviously Fulham weren't interested because they want to get back in the Premier League, which is fine. And then when we got Diaz in and we got that body in because of obviously what happened with Spurs, as we know, I think it maybe changed our tact, and which is why we did it quite late. So now we've got a guy in. If we're going to sign this car, we probably can now wait till the summer. So therefore, the loan back bit came in, and then obviously they play hardball, etc., etc. So I do think there's a bit of a timeline of events that probably change each club's stance. But yeah, it's it's completely fair. The only way that deal would have happened is if he be signed to become a Liverpool player and then did the loan. It has to be in that order, doesn't it? Mm. And there was not a chance. If you've got to put a deal sheet into the Premier League to get that finished, you're never then going to get the loan done. So the EFL rules are a little bit backward and I don't really understand why they didn't give us an extension. I don't know the rules on that. Maybe you can tell me. It, it, but you know what? The truth is, we basically signed Canate in February last year, didn't we? So yeah. if this kid's got anything about him, he'll sign for us in the summer. If he goes elsewhere, then he clearly wasn't the type of player we want anyway. That's the way I look at it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, he would never have been a Liverpool player anyway. Uh, right now, mm. he would still be at Fulham. Yeah. They, like Sam said, they're, they're chasing promotion. They don't want to give up arguably one of their best players 
it just was never going to happen. So the panic doesn't really need to be there. It's the fact that he's not ours and we might have missed out on him. But like Sam said, if the commitment's there, the commitment's there. And what the, the positive I take from it is the fact that Neko Williams has gone the other way. Mm. So there clearly is that relationship with the club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they're the, the, going to be a handshake deal and say, listen, not now, but we'll go again. And so and we'll see what it's like because this way, that's a little bit more sort of thread in our stock. So we might not pay as much money when it comes to the, the, the old it's tribunal a- thing and all that. The flip side is Liverpool can still avoid the tribunal. I think that's, it's yeah. important to mention that, by the way, guys. Yeah. So yeah, Liverpool can essentially do a deal with him at any point. He can shake hands now and say, right, we'll, we'll sign and he's, he's ours. He won't be released. He won't officially be ours. Like, say, Canate was our player before that happened. They had an issue with Naby Keita. With, Naby Keita wasn't actually on loan. It was a deal. Agree, we'll agree yeah. to sign. Yeah, next year, so yeah. it can be done. Like I say, there's loads of these things go about, Sam. So it looks like Liverpool are still confident that them and Fulham could... Well, and I, I say that Liverpool confidence, Liverpool and Fulham are a kind of in agreement like this is going to happen anyway. Yeah. We've already agreed the fee. There's no need to change on that now. It does look like, I mean, James Pearce and Paul Joyce and Neil Jones and Paul Gorst all reported last night straight away. Like, it's still probably likely to happen, which makes you think someone's briefing them from somewhere. Mm. It feels like there is still a confidence that at, in the summer this lad will join us. It just isn't ours yet. It feels like that's where we're yeah, going. Yeah, and, and the fact that we lent Nico to we loaned Nico to them shows that there's a good relationship between the club. Because if we were being horrible and we thought Fulham had done us over here, we'd have just pulled the plug on that. Mm. Yeah, because that's that's the way football clubs act. And we'll be in constant chatting with them over um, over how he's getting on and how Nico is. So there'll be constant communication going between the two clubs. And he owes twelve million quid for Wilson from last year because of the FFP thing. So we've clearly got a good relationship there. If you look at the uh, the tribunal stuff as well, no one's ever paid more than seven million quid for a player who's only played Championship football or the odd bit in the Premier yeah. Championship football. Harry, really. Will, sorry, um, Harvey Elliott at the time was a record, it was like four point yeah. five or something. Uh, for a teenager, I think Danny Ings is the one. Is is like seven. six that rides here eight, but I don't think we paid it all because of his knees, isn't it? So his he. Oh, if we match that now, for it's just it's just there, isn't it? Let's be honest. Without some them absolutely shafting us, which I can't see, you know, he's gonna he's gonna come to us. And like I said earlier, if Carvalho decides that he wants to go to Dortmund or Porto, which are the two clubs that keep getting thrown at us, then he's not the type of character that we want. Anyway. We want lads who want to play for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't help last night as well when you've got a lot of major news people saying Liverpool fail, the deal <laughs> collapsed. You know, Liverpool couldn't get a deal over the line after we'd just done the biggest one of the, of, of the January transfer window. But using the words like fail and couldn't do it and collapse, it's just, that's going to... Collapse this big, po- isn't it? It's poking the fire all of a sudden, like, ah! <laughs> collapsed. Yeah. Ah, Julian Ward this, Julian Ward that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was me, you're right. And I was about to like, say... The poor man just done a good deal. I was, I was about to say, Jay, like, no. this is the thing, is that everyone's saying it was Liverpool's fault. I mean, we, we might never know the, the reasons why, where, what, what point this happened, Sam, but it wasn't, it was Fulham who wanted the money. Like, it, it was Fulham who were holding this. Liverpool, Liverpool wanted the player. They'd made it clear that apparently the medicals were already going through and it just in case, all the formalities were there. Yeah. They had to agree for and then they had to get everything done. If It just feels like whatever reason, Fulham had this number and they couldn't. We Liverpool weren't willing to get to it or didn't want to do it or something. So, I think when you say, I, get, I agree, Liverpool failed to get it done. Like, I'm with you. There's no why are Liverpool going to spend ten to fifteen million pounds when they, if if Liverpool can take the risk of getting to a tribunal and say, well, it's, I'd be amazed if it's that. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine now if it goes to a tribunal, the tribunal would be pretty easy because it'd say they actually they were willing to pay that, so just pay that. Yeah, I think it makes it it's that all kind of sorts of. I think you're right to reference there. Sound like. It's it's messy from the pool. It's probably a bit naive to get even get drawn into this at that point where you, when you're scrambling around, it didn't need to get to that. But on the flip side, 
Yeah, I do have a bit of sympathy for them here that it was basically Fulham who were, who were like, nah, it's not happening. Yeah, and, and, and I say the ball was in their court. At the end of the day, Fulham know he's not going to be there next year. Fulham also know they are desperate to get back in the Premier League, which they're on course to at the moment. So they just need to make sure they've got him playing football for them this weekend. Yeah, no, yeah, this weekend they're playing City, aren't they? So yeah, they, they, need, to, they need to have him there. So I think... We were always up against it. If they value him at 10 million quid and they know they're going to lose him in the summer anyway, then that's what they value him at. And, and we obviously had to negotiate that down. But you would, would, I wouldn't be surprised the kind of level that we operate at. When that was all happening last night, there would have been a phone call conversation. I would be gobsmacked if they were to say, look, if we don't get this done, shall we now do an agreement that we can do it between any time and now? You know, like the, the, the backup plan to is, we'll just pay you this much instead of the compo. They've got to have had those conversations because they would have known the EFL rules. As soon as that extension got rejected, we weren't going to really get the deal through it. And yeah. they probably stopped at that point. I suppose, what I would say again, I, I'm, I think we're all in agreement, he probably ends up as a Liverpool player in the summer. Yeah. Like, they must really like this, lads, because they were... Moving heaven and earth to get him, they would, you know, they would, they would doing the, the things that they've become accustomed to not doing. Like the FSG got stung by this in, in the early years of their ownership and tenure, and since then, actually, with the Mike Leeds era, everything's actually been quite calm. We've either got a deal done or we've known for quite a while it's not happening. Yeah, it's it's never been like up to the point where they must really like this kid. And actually, there must be a little again. There's Porto and there's Dortmund and stuff. It feels like Liverpool know there's interest in him. But I suppose that's a positive, that if, if our recruitment team think he's this good and that yeah. he's worth doing all this for, come the summer we could be getting a hell of a player. Yeah, the club's in a position of power, Steve, that we weren't back then. So, you know, we referenced off the camera and had a laugh at me about Conor Plyanka. <laughs> yeah. Conor Plyanka was never going to come to Liverpool, the state it was in. Whereas players want to come and play for us now. As young as Carvalho is, they want to. They can see the, yeah. the, the way the club's run and everything. So, I'm not... You know, wetting the bed over the fact that we couldn't get this over line. It'll happen this summer the same way the Canate deal was. You just get got to get the right player at the right time. Last year, Kabak and Davis were, were the right players at the right time, but didn't materialise like, to, to be what they want. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Canate comes in and he's the right player at the right time. Just the way it works. I think actually, what I think Canate was the player they wanted when they couldn't yeah. get it. They panicked and got Kabak. The good news here, Sam, is that it, you're right to reference. They didn't need Fabio Carvalho. They weren't going to get him anyway. So it's not like Liverpool are walking like. Into the into next the next couple of games with a player they were desperately wanted. I'm I'm referencing like for example Watford here, mm. who were desperate to get Dean Henderson and they didn't get him mm. for whatever reason. Or Newcastle wanted Jesse Lingard or whatever. West Ham wanted a few strikers. They haven't got them. Like Fabio Cavalli was never playing for us anyway. Mm. So that does soften the blow. It's not like Liverpool have gone like we can't play Anka. We need them then and we need them to play now. This is like well. We were only doing this deal now to future proof anyway. So in the in the very short term of trying to win four trophies this season, it actually doesn't make that much of a difference. No, not at all. And and as I come back to it, I'm pretty convinced that there's already been there was conversations before eleven o'clock last night of we'll just delay it because it actually doesn't affect anyone. Yeah, he he, look, he looks a sharp player. Listen, his name's Fabio Carvalho. I'm all over that. That's got kids buying kits with his name on all over the world, and it's so you know as they say, if his name is Fabio Carvalho, well his name is Fabio Carvalho, <laughs> and guess what? He's home grown as well so I'm all over that no but listen <laughs> it makes sense uh, Fulham produce lots of good players they've, they've, they've got they've loads of lads who have come through their system Elliot's another one you know they've, they've, they've always played decent football there. Yeah. they've never really been a long ball team after since the days of uh, what was the old centre back was it Hegeland or whatever his name is what yeah, was his the big name fella, the Hagelin, big fella yeah. <laughs> since then you know they've always played good football I've, you've seen bits of him he, he looks the part We've got Jürgen Klopp, we've got the perfect foils around him. Liverpool. Uh, the thing is as well, what, what I like about this deal is and why I'm confident that he'll still choose us is because 
with some clubs, you look at them and go, like like Chelsea, for instance, they were forced into promoting three or four lads because of what happened. And Lampard was good for that, to be fair to him, so I'll give him his credit there. Before that, and even now, I'm not really seeing many players come through at Chelsea. If you're a young 19-year-old, lad, you're going there to make them money. Man City, I've got Foden. There's a couple of bub- ones bubbling around, but realistically, again, they're going to go and spend 60, 70 million quid on someone on someone. United, we've got Ronaldo, Cavani. Liverpool Football Club, we've got Trent. Nico's got loads of games. We've got, you know, young defenders, Nat Phillips and Reese Williams who've played loads of games. Harvey Elliott, Elliot, right? Harvey Elliot yeah. Curtis Jones, and so on. Katie Gordon's coming in now, all the young lads, Morton. So there's clear precedent there for him to come into this side and go, I'm going to get a chance to play a lot of football. I just don't see why he wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm really confident that it happens as long as we still want it to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree there. I'm going to go quick, quick before we do that. I had a super chat there from Stell, 1499 Australian dollars. So thanks very much. He says, When you guys hear transfer rumours, which newspaper publishers do you believe and which ones do you discredit? Credit, other than the obvious one, which isn't good enough for toilet paper. Chiefs from Liverpool, <laughs> you'll never walk alone. Yeah, so in terms of the in terms of like the, the Liverpool local scene, Neil Jones, who we have in here every single week, I'm going to give Neil a shout out. Neil's often spot on. Paul Joyce is obviously the go to in terms of most people's as well. The Echo, so Paul Ghost does good stuff. Uh, James Pierce at the Athletic, Chris and those guys. quite good as well. Chris, yeah, the usual Liverpool. In terms of abroad, that's when it gets really difficult because. You don't know. We don't really know until we know with these guys. That can be quite difficult. We had a Pepe, didn't we? For the Colombian guy who broke, kind of broke the Diaz stuff, and I wasn't aware of him too much of him beforehand. So, in terms of foreign publications, it can be quite difficult. But yeah. In terms of the English guys and, and the Liverpool-based journals, they're probably the ones that I'd, uh, I'd go for. Hey everyone, mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to theredmentv.com, sign up and join us on Redmen Plus. Right then, guys, I've got a competition to, to sort now. So obviously, each and every month for our Club Legends subscribers on Redmen Plus, you get thrown into a draw to win a prize. This uh, this month's prize was a signed Jordan Henderson print. Only 25 of them in the world exist. So every single one of our Club Legends are in this wheel that we're about to bring up on the screen now. Oh, Tom, that was absolutely seamless top draw. I've never uh, been present for one of these. I feel privileged now. Oh, no, yeah, so like I say, if you want to make sure you guys are in the half and next month's one, all you got to do again, Redmen Plus, become a club legend and you'll be on this wheel. We are about to spin said wheel now. It takes quite a while to spin, I'll just let you know. <laughs> that, oh, so drum roll, please. And the drum roll takes often longer. See, it's not the quickest. Uh, there we go. Congratulations uh, and well done. To Chile seventy three. Well Congratul- congratulations, Chile. You are the Chili winner person. of the signed yeah. Jordan Henderson poster. We- Ross will be in contact with you uh, to amazing. get that sent out. So yeah, uh, it's an amazing competition prize. It's basically the the artwork that we had created for the Hendo Ten documentary by the amazing Yoni. Uh, we got Jordan to sign some of those, and we've just given one to you. So do. Uh, Hope you enjoy that. If you want to be in next month's draw, like I say, you've got between now and the end of February to become a Club Legend subscriber on Redmen Plus. And spoiler alert, I can tell you what next month's prize is. It's a signed shirt by two former Liverpool League winners, Steve McMahon and Ronnie Whelan, the crown paint red kit oh. framed. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, if you want to be in the draw for that, all you got to do is be a subscriber on Redmen Plus at the Club Legend tier. Head on over to the website, follow the click the Join Now button, follow the instructions, and you can be on that wheel next month. Right then, lads, back to deadline day. 
two deals that did get done. Let's start then with Nat Phillips going on loan to Bournemouth. Uh, Jay, I'll come to you on this one. It was strange because all summer it's like Liverpool aren't entertaining alone. Liverpool aren't entertaining alone. Liverpool are going to say like <laughs> they're, they're confident if you don't like Nat, then the, the, he'll stay around and he'll be fifth choice and everything. He'll be fine. And then come to deadline day, and maybe someone doesn't pony up the dough. And that really wants to play footy, which a credit to him, he deserves to go and play footy because he's not getting a kick at the moment. Mm. He's played in a couple of dead rubber, well, one dead rubber, and he has an amazing moment in it. Yeah. He played in a half a league cup game, and other than that, we haven't really seen no. him. So I get it from his point of view, from a Liverpool point of view. My general feeling on this was no one paid the big fee, so Liverpool have took the loan money. It's 1.5 mil. Mm. It could be 1.75 mil if Bournemouth get promoted, which they've got a chance of doing. Yeah. Nat gets his footy. It gets him in the shop mm. window. He was never going to kick a ball anyway. Reese Williams was back, so he can cover. It, it did make sense in the end. I just think it's a shame for Nat actually that it's not a permanent move somewhere. He's now got he's in limbo again, isn't he? The poor fan. Yeah, but he's, at least he's going to be playing footy and he's going to get regular game time. That's it. And a credit to him. We'll always be grateful for what Nat Phillips did for his last season. Absolutely, and that should never ever be forgotten. Um, and I think when you get a January move, it's never the, the most easiest thing to do in terms of settling into a new team or anything like that. So he will get a bigger move in in the summer. You know, when I say bigger move, that's no disrespect to Bournemouth. They might end up buying him anyway. But he'll get a nice send off from, from Liverpool in terms of like, you know, that going in the summer. And we'll get a bigger fee for him. So it definitely was the right thing to do because, like you said, Steve, it's hard to get uh, decent plays in January for, for our right money, isn't it? So they're like, well, we'll get him on loan, see how it works, and then we'll we'll crack on in the summer. And good luck to him. Really good luck to him. It'd be nice to see him play footy because he is a commanding centre half sometimes. And I just think it'd be really good to see him play. He's got something. He's got something on his hand. This is the thing. I, I get. Apparently, Liverpool's asking price was fifteen million, which was never. I don't think anyone was ever going to pay. But I'm guessing there was a number they probably would yeah. have accepted. It might have been somewhere the seven to ten million range. Mm. Actually, we had James. Uh, sorry, we had Neil Jones in for Journal Insights a couple of weeks ago, and he basically said Nat's problem is he knows he's on a few teams' transfer lists, but he's not number one on their list. Mm. So he, what Napoli took Tanzibi off Man United above Nat Phillips. Newcastle went and got Dan Byrne instead of Nat Phillips. Everyone seems to like Nat Phillips, but they like someone else better yeah. than they like Nat Phillips. So I think actually it's, it's quite smart from Liverpool to say rather than just letting him again. His value's not going to go up if he doesn't kick a ball between now and the summer. If he goes and tears the championship up, then a Bournemouth probably want to keep him anyway. Because yeah. if they come up or whatever, or they'll want him, there'll be a lot more teams interested, a lot more championship teams think, right, it's not as much of a gamble. We know he can perform at that level. Or again, Premier League sides go, actually, he is good enough. We know now we've seen a regular a regular sample size of him in a, in a, in a, in a team that's attacking and doing well. It does make sense from a Liverpool point of view that they've gone, you know what, that one, yeah, it's fine. That's going, go and play for six months. And yeah, and if you look at Bournemouth, they've just signed Phillips and they've got uh, Campbell. Hopefully David Brooks will come back soon for them. Hope he gets well soon. So um, they, they, they're going to be in a good position to, to, to push on. So I, th I think they've got a strong deal. They'll really back themselves not to go up. Uh, we, also, when you look at the financial side of it, we, we knocked back seven million. Um, you know, we've just got, say, just under two million loan fee, hopefully. If we wanted 12 million, well, we've already got 2 million in that. We might take 10 in the summer now. Yeah, we yeah, kind of made yeah. our money. So actually, it kind of works out financially for us. He needs to play football. One of the if you're if you're Newcastle and you consider him Ben or Phillips, and I could be completely wrong here, but I'm sure Ben's played a lot more football than, than Phillips has this year. So it is tricky to cough up 12, 13 million quid for a lad who's played a game and a half in two games that were, you know, one meant nothing and one was pretty much won before it was kicked off. So from that perspective, I can see why he wasn't higher up. We we did knock back a loan to buy with Watford, didn't we? With like an obligation if they stayed up, and then they're going down, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm happy for him. I, 
I wish he'd have went because I feel for Liverpool that saga needs to end and for Phillips that saga needs to end. But it is what it is, and I'm sure he'll do well there. And 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 I think I think we've said our goodbyes already. To be honest, yeah, I've got I've got his appearance stats up obviously on the screen now. Tom can bring them up for us in a second. But essentially, it's from this is from LFCSD. By the way, he played one game in 1920. He then has 20 games last uh, 2021. Obviously, injury crisis, and he was a big part of Liverpool doing well. And this season, like I say, he's made three appearances, two in those, two in Europe. And one of those, I think, I'm, I'm right in saying, like for a second against Atletico Madrid, wasn't it? When he comes on, did he? Yeah. He came on in the two. He came on in the two nil for like a very brief time. Okay. He obviously comes on as a sub in that Preston League Cup game, like you mentioned, was was already pretty much a, a dead game at that point. And obviously the Milan game, which uh, he used in his, his welcome video at the Bournemouth, which is so was that twenty four games in total he's played for our football club. Yeah. That's that, mad, isn't that, it? That, that yeah. we're, getting, we're even getting this much of a loan fee for him. To I was about to say the fact that Liverpool can can even say like 15, 20 minutes. Again, it, <laughs> he's got a lot of stock though in his name, hasn't he? He really has what the, what he's done to be yeah. thrust into the first team of Liverpool at such a young age with very very limited experience and always changing bloody partner as well. Mm. The lad has done really really well, and yeah, the fees get raised anyway because he's got a British passport. Yes, um, but. You know, he's got a lot of stock in his name. Yeah. Go read a few of the comments here. So Gareth Baird says, I think that might go to Milan in the summer just to show Ibrahimovic how to do a Cruyff turn. <laughs> the Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's in black and, he's, he's he's in black and red, red so the, the, the Photoshop guys have got an easier job now. <laughs> they just need to change the mic to change the badge rather than changing the whole kit as well. <laughs> Bjorn says there, I think it's Bjorn says, uh, if Nat starts with Bournemouth, I could even see him staying at Liverpool. Um, we've got Keegan773 who says Bournemouth is essentially a shop window for Nat. And then we've got Retro and Lamy who have bought themselves a wall to get themselves promotion this season. I'm with you, man. I think it's a, it's a win-win for Liverpool. Unless he has an absolute stinker and is like absolute crap, and in which case then he goes for a cheap fee in the summer. Yeah. And that, that's the only gamble for Liverpool. Is that I'm, we're backing that to go and do well, and I'm sure he will do. I, I agree. Just on that before you move yeah, to the next link, sorry, mate. I just re- remembered that I don't think there's that much of an uproar with letting Phillips go because of obviously the way we brought Canati and stuff yeah. like that. And also... Seth Vandenberg has been doing very, very well at Preston. Very well indeed. Mm. You know, the, so. the positives of alone. Exactly. And, yeah. and they, they did bring Reese Williams back to be that fifth yeah. choice around yeah. the place and pl- play the training games and whatever. And he's there in an emergency if you need him. Mm. So they pulled um, a touch with him, let themselves too short. All the best in that type of I'm sure he'll do well there. He's, he's got a lot going for him, isn't I feel like Again, only 24 years old as well. You've got to remember that. He looks like he's about 40. And I feel like you're paying on that. As a, as a man who looks older than they actually are in that, I think it's a boldness of us both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do feel you're paying. But yeah, man, I hope he goes and absolutely smashes it there at Bournemouth. Right, then the next one, I think this was a more strange one. We, we touched upon this earlier. Sam, I'll start with you on Neko yeah. Williams then. One deal that does go ahead after the 11... Uh, PM deadline between Liverpool and Fulham yet where that Liverpool have loaned Neville Williams out to Fulham till the end of the season whereas we have got backup options at centre-half in terms of Nat Phillips we're adding on a kick ball I'll bring Neville Williams a stats up in a second but before I do that like he was Trent's understudy Liverpool have let him go for whatever reason this one to me feels more of a risk and more strange like what do you think the benefits are for Liverpool in this one because we see the benefits for the footballer we get yeah. like Liverpool have done him a favour essentially but why do you think the club have decided yet yeah, we'll do this now I think it's because you've got Harvey Elliott coming back into the midfield which probably frees up Milner a lot Okay, you've got um, I've lost some Thiago come back from fitness again which frees up Milner Gomez just seems like he's he, he's okay now he's obviously had Covid had injury problems and you've got the young lad who'll probably play against Cardiff anyway Bradley, Bradley yeah. so I look at it and think that draw has probably done us favours because we've got a home tie against the Championship team who are, who are low down there, who Bradley will probably start against. So the only time I really see Williams starting for us or play is if the next round, if we get through against Cardiff, which we should do, is against the lower league side again. So there's not really much benefit in us keeping them 
when you've got Milner and Gomez and Bradley, you can all cover that position adequately. You know, and I know Nico's a more natural fit, but you're not going to bank on an injury. That's just not how Klopp's ever worked, is it? So him going on loan saves, makes him happy because he keeps ratting on about Wales, doesn't he? Which we've had this conversation before. He doesn't even need to play a game and still go to the World Cup. And secondly, it, it also gives him the opportunity to play and either come back a better player or go in the shop window for a big move in the summer. I just think, I, I do. I was actually fine when we first heard that Nico could go to Bournemouth. So I'm even more fine that it's, it's Fulham. Yeah. Because just, just as good, if not better. Again, he's going to perform a smash in the Championship. So if he's going to play there, I suppose it's good for him. He's going to be playing in a team that I imagine is mm-hmm. going to be winning a lot of football games. If, again, hi. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Pathetical question, and I don't want to jinx this, but apologies <laughs> to Trent Alexander-Arnold fans. I am touching every bit of wood I can, including my baldy nugget as well. Uh, and Jay, come here, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> and Jay's baldy nugget. We've touched every, we two could, of us. We've touched everything we can there. If, for example, Liverpool were missing Trent Alexander-Arnold for a month, my general feeling before now was that Neco Williams would just play four yeah. games. Mm. Obviously, now that can't happen. But if 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 Neco was still here, do you still think Jurgen would have went another route? Do you think he'd have gone Milner, Gomez, or Bradley, or do you think he'd have gone Neco? Because if the answer's Neco, then then Liverpool have left themselves short. If the answer's one of the other three, then it doesn't really matter. He has been trying different things, hasn't he? Where you've thought that Neco will be playing, he hasn't played. No. So for me, that answers that, that answers that question. Is is that's not what he wants to do? And don't get me wrong, Neco's done well in certain games when he's come on. So. I can understand the thinking where people might panic a little bit, but Sam summed it up perfectly. Milner can play there, Joe Gomez can play there, Bradley is seen as the real backup now at the minute. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too worried in terms of what we can do. And plus as well, the job that the midfield do on that right-hand side anyway would help out whoever filled in. Yeah, let me know, guys, in the live sections, obviously in the in the YouTube chat or on the Discord chat, who, who do you think is, should be Liverpool's backup right-back now? I'm guessing it's Joey Gomez. But but again, I'm not. I don't know. I, I get I get worried when Joe goes out there. To be honest, um, he's he's certainly got the pace. I don't know if he offers enough in attack. Milner's done fine there at times. He's played, but played against City and Palace, didn't he? Yeah, and he was together. brilliant against well, Palace, and yeah. then got the arse torn out <laughs> of him by Phil Foden against City, and that's the, that's the riskier. The flip side of that is 
Phil Foden could probably tear the arse yeah, out anybody, anybody, yeah. well. he, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's as good as that so yeah I'd, uh, I'd like you guys to let me know as well what you're thinking on there in the meantime bringing up Neco Williams just that's a bit reference before about game time and stuff He's, he's, he's actually only played 33 games for Liverpool as Neco Williams um, he's brought this season he's made eight, 8 appearances this season I'll click on those now of those he started 4 and came on as in 4 others I'll go slowly to look at the start League Cup against Preston Porto Champions League which is um, by that point was a, a dead rubber game yeah. AC Milan dead rubber game mm-hmm. Leicester League Cup so this, this is my point. Like we all keep saying Neko's this and Neko's that, but like again, he's another one for whatever he hasn't he hasn't had the game time. I almost feel like by letting him go out on loan, Sam, it feels to me like Liverpool are going actually we're, we're quite happy to go down the line without Neko, and I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play for Liverpool again if he gets sold in the mm. summer. And by which case, this loan could help again boost that price up a little bit. Yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because if you look at the season in two parts, the first half of the season, the Premier League games are all really important, but the League Cup games are all. Open to the quarterfinals, they're all pretty like, you know, neither here or there. You know, mm. if you go through, you go through. Great. If you're not, you're not bothered. The FA Cup early rounds in January the same. The Champions League, you need to win three games of football and you're through. By the time you get to the 31st of January, usually we've had two FA Cup games by now as well. By the way, it's just a little bit shifted, isn't it? Because of this break. So usually by now you're in the business end of every competition, and I think it's at this point where you can start going. Listen, nice one for all your uh, all your work in those games. See you later, and, and and that's where I think we're at. Maybe a week a week early, but there's not we can do about that. So, I, I'm with you, Steve. I think he'll go out on loan, do okay, and we'll get offers in the summer. And, and I think that'll be that. I, he's a good lad, but he needs to go. He needs a career. Yeah. He, he, he's like Nat Phillips, but a couple of years young. He just needs to go and play football. And he's never going to get past Trent. He's ever. As well, isn't he? Yeah, you know it's got to happen for him. For Wales, so. yeah. for Nussel, yeah, it's like Harry Wilson. He's exactly like him. Good player, can play Premier League, top end the championship, but it's never going to happen for him at Liverpool. So go and have a boss career. That's Ryan right. Kent. Uh, yeah, yeah Ryan we've, Kent, had, we've yeah. seen loads. Solanke, all of the lads, yeah. Yeah, yeah Solanke, really good. Put him up there. So yeah, Gareth Baird says, see the back up right back has to be Conor Bradley. As someone from Northern Ireland, Bradley is, brill- <laughs> Bradley is brilliant for us. At international level, yeah, right. And then Finn says Milner will be the backup. You can we know that because he played right back against Man City. Uh, Jim, Jeremiah then says, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Neko, but in playing games can really change his career around, like you said there. And then finally, Billy Bob says, Joe Gomez as backup fullback till the end of the season is okay. Same thing with Milner, it's only a problem next season if there's no long term plan. That's the thing here, is that. It's going to be really hard to get a backup for Trent Alexander Arnold. Like Shimakas come in as, as Robertson's backup, and that's a little bit different, I suppose. He's still he's going to get get in and out of the team. Robertson's a, a little bit older. Like to go, to go and be Trent's backup is going to be it's, it's, it's good. And listen, by all means, pay me eighty grand a week to sit on Liverpool's bench. There'll be some players who will be sound with that, but like I'm not sure. It's, it's not going to be an easy task to do that. And again, it's probably one of the reasons Necho wants to go because he's looking going, I can't, I, I'm just not going to play. Yeah. That is something that Julian Ward and the guys, are, if they're going to let Necho go in the summer, which I imagine they are, Milner's probably not going to be here come past this summer anyway. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he signs a new contract. That is an area that coming into the summer, a, a, a second right back is going to be something that's going to be on the shopping list. Yeah, 100%. And again, a lot of, I know a lot of people in social media have been saying that we should have you know, looked at a right back in, in January. But it's not the right time. We've got other priorities at the minute. And Sam said, like, you know, you get to the business end now of, of competitions where you need to start thinking about your squad just for this season and focusing. And that's what we're doing. But yeah, I do believe that maybe a you know a, a Sissimikas style signing would, would be good because obviously we've still got Bradley who's 
a great talent, got a lot of potential, but he needs another couple of years yet. So I do think like a, a Simicast signing would be would be very nice on the right hand yeah. side. If anyone ever wants to get in, if you want to ask Julian Ward, I don't know if he's got Twitter with some right backs, <laughs> some right backs. That, or, or you know, put them in the comment section if you're watching the post the live show. Let us know which right back options you would like to go for in the summer. Even throw it in the live chat if you want now, guys. Do you know? Do you know what? It's difficult with that though because Robbo's unbelievable, but he he plays like a quite simple way. It, it, the way he plays is quite you know. I'm, I'm proper doing those credit here, but he's the best at it. Up and down, left Up and wing. down, yeah, loads of energy, in and out, makes smart runs, he's crossing. To, 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 when Trent's out the team, it doesn't matter who you've got, you're missing so much. So if we go and buy a sub right back, he's just going to be an up and down. It's not you're not going to get a lad who can no, spray the ball like David Beckham yeah. and De Bruyne from right yeah. back. It's just not going to happen. So it's very difficult to to buy a, a sub for him, isn't it? And it's why it's it's one of the reasons why it's harder to rotate Trent, I think, than it is to rotate Robertson. Yeah. You, you know, you're not getting as good a player when you push him across in, but you're going to get eighty percent of it, and he's going to do the similar things. If Trent isn't playing right back, Liverpool are just fundamentally a different team. And I, I'm actually I I got more. Positive about Nickel Williams the more I saw him because when I first saw him, I thought like, this lad is never going to make the grade. He just looked miles off it. He filled out. He got bigger. He got stronger. Doing the Wales thing seemed to help him a bit as well. He, he became a decent enough backup option where you're not amazed if he's playing, but you're like, oh yeah, I can I can kind of get it. But I can see why Jay, like I say, like he's um, from a Liverpool point of view, it, 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 they have left themselves short though, and that's what I'm, that's what we're getting to is like. We are whoever plays when Trent isn't available. Trent can't play every single game between now and the end of the season. He shouldn't have to be. They're either putting a very young, inexperienced Connor Bradley in, or they are moving someone from another position to put in. And when you start move, when your backup is someone else who's a backup somewhere else, that's when the table can. That's when the, the squad can look a bit messy. Like, well, we've got two injuries in midfield and Trent's out, so now Milner's got to go there, and now you've got three lads out in midfield. That's the danger of, of your backups being other backups in other roles as well. Yeah, Sam summed it up perfectly when you. You lose Trent, you're losing that massive creativity on that right-hand side. But then maybe we need to learn about that as well because there are clamorings for Trent to you know, move into midfield one day and all that sort of stuff, which, again, just let's not even talk about that. So that's another conversation. But when you've got the likes of you know, Joey Gomez, who has played it right back, you know, prior, prior, he was originally bought as that right back for us and then obviously did, did very well at centre-half. So you've got those things to think about. But I think with Liverpool, if you are going to be dropping Trent and putting a defender in, like Joe Gomez, who can do a job defensively, all right, yeah, we're not going to have that creativity. Let's look at a different way and how else we can play football. Yeah, it, it, it forces you to change. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to. A couple of options, a couple of shouts then. So uh, Tariq Lamsey says Mustafa. You've got Max Aarons says Travis as well. And then we've got JP who says Dubois, Leo Dubois. I can't imagine a 27-year... If you mean Leo Dubois from, from Leon, mm-hmm. I can't imagine Leon's captain coming to sit on no. Liverpool's bench as a backup. I can see Max Aarons coming because that's what, kind of what Liverpool were thinking of doing at some point anyway, aren't um, and, and yeah, like I say, Tariq Lamptey, again, he's, not, he's good enough to play somewhere. Yeah. I think he's a fascinating player. He's but got again, Manchester written all over him, one of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to Chelsea. Gareth Baird says, sign one Basaka just to piss off United. I wouldn't touch him with a fucking barge pole. No. Absolutely <laughs> not a chance. Absolutely nope. no chance. Right then, guys, let's move on. Then we've, we've put that one to bed. We talked about people who came in and people who left. Well, let's talk yeah. about the two lads who stayed. There was interest apparently in Taki Minamino, there was interest in Davaka Rigi. James Pierce reported this morning. Both are happy to stay and fight for their places until May. Good I mean, first of all, good luck at game time is where we're gonna we're gonna start on this one. Sam Taki Minamino's found it difficult to get game time. I thought the fact he didn't start the Arsenal game was a major, major flag for him. And and Palace. And yeah, the fact that he doesn't get on either of those games. Ox plays right wing in a couple of games. Even Brentford Ox plays right wing, doesn't he, yeah. as well? Um and then obviously 
Kay Gordon plays at Arsenal and then Ox plays again at Palace. That's a red flag to Minamino. Origi's injured, so we'll never know what the plan is. I'm happy that I'm I'm more happy. I'm, listen, I'm happy we kept both of them because it doesn't yeah. harm Liverpool to have more good footballs around and more footy players around. But I was quite shocked that neither of those two moved in this window. I'm actually more shocked Taki didn't go than Divock. What are your thoughts on it? I think I think it's interesting. I think Divock. They're both. I think they both probably didn't move because. Taki's in a position in his career, isn't he? They both are, but let's talk about Taki for a minute. I understand why he didn't take any of the offers that maybe came our way because he he probably understands that he's not going to be around Liverpool much longer, but he needs to make the next move for his career. So let's just say he, he jumps on, on the back of a Newcastle or a Leeds or somewhere in a Broadway. It's just a bit of a panic buy. And he ends up there. And it's a bit like Shaqiri at Leon, where now he's not really starting and things aren't really working out how they're supposed to be. You, you, you're back at square one, but at a lesser club. So I think he's probably thinking, I'll wait till summer. You know, if I can get a game, I can get a game. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it here. I, you know, it is what it is. Jürgen Klopp's obviously a great coach to work under. Maybe pick up a medal or two, and then I'm probably going to have a choice of a bit more, yeah. and he can choose where his family, his career go next. I think that's a big, big point for him. I don't think a lot of fans look at it that way. Oh, why don't you just get out? You're not going to get a game here. Well, you know, I think Origi should be a, a mad one. I mean, who knows where he is? He's and, from a mountain, isn't he? I think I saw yeah, him on, on Instagram. Like, he was, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was from Oh, so he's fit then, is he? He must be <laughs> if he's climbing mountains. I can't climb mountains. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was just, he was in. He's got the ski lift up there, but yeah. He, yeah. I can't see him getting game time. At, do you know, you know, we were talking about, Neil was talking about that, um, that number of games to hit. Now we've got the airs. I just don't see it. I think, I think, the club now are just going to probably have to let him go. Yeah, and I suppose, Jay, well, on, on the Origi thing, Paul said this, and I agree with him. I don't know if you, I, I posed it to you. It like Paul suggested the value of having Divock Origi between February 1st and the end of the season is worth more than the nominal transfer fee that you probably would have got for selling Divock Origi. If you've got £10 million in January for a lad who's going to be six months out of contract, is injured and hasn't kicked the ball for ages, scored one league goal last season when Liverpool needs them. Granted, he scored, I think it's five goals already this season, but... The fee was so small that you might as well just keep him. They did this with Genie. They thought, well, we could sell him now or the value of having Genie for a year yeah, is yeah. worth losing him for free. It's different with Divock because Divock obviously doesn't start every game like Genie did, but it feels to me they've just gone like, for five, ten million quid, let's just have Divock in case of emergency. We've seen it already this season on the Wolves occasion springs to mind. He's still got that in his locker. He comes on at West Ham and scores a fucking worldy goal that no one talks about because we still lose the game. I think there's actually still value of having Divock around just, to, just as a break glass emergency. Happy to, happy to sit on the bench. Used to coming off the bench and, and delivering in big moments. Cool as a cucumber when it matters. Mm. I think the value is just, yeah, why, why just bin him off for six, seven million quid when we can just, just utilise that ourselves? Yeah, just enjoy him for the last six months. Just enjoy <laughs> him. Just he's there in the squad. Divock Origi comes on. You never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. And then, you know, if closer to the end of the season, we find out, yeah, all right, he's, and he's going here or we know where he's going and he gets subbed off in the last game, you know, or comes on for the last two minutes of a game and he, yeah. he gets a nice round of applause and a thank you. He deserves that. He deserves that, that at yeah. least, doesn't he? So Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right to go some, uh, some, some comments here. In fact, I'll get to those in a second. I want to talk about Taki Minamino first then because this is the one we spoke there about just get out and just get out. Like, Leeds wanted them. I, I, well, How close was that though? I mean, I th- apparently, there's, there's interest in it. Well, he didn't want to go. I think he made it clear very early, I, I want to stay. Yeah. I, he moved to Liverpool in, Jan- in a couple of Januarys ago and then the world turned on his arse, Jay. I think we have to give the fellow that. Poor fellow. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know anyone. Isolated. Hardly spoke the language and he was and he was locked away in his house. Liverpool then loaned him to Southampton last January and it doesn't really go well for him there. Another panic. The next move in his career if it, is going to be away from Liverpool permanently. What, I agree with Sam. Like, you don't want to rush that. Like I, I can understand from his point of view why would I... I'd rather, even if I get 
I'm just looking at his stats here now. He's played eight games this season. Uh, 18 games, rather. Uh, wow. eight, eight league games of those. Um, he started six games and come on as a sub in 12. So he's actually kicked... A, he's he's done enough to justify himself being round. Mm. That's going to change, obviously, because we've just signed him. see the minutes, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, they're not great. Some of them are not great minutes. But... From his point of view, it's probably more beneficial for his kids. So, you know what? I'll just stay here. And then in the su- I got I've got a whole summer. My agent can be on the phone now. Yeah. My agent can start belling teams oh, now yeah. and just say, get me a move for the summer, rather than trying to rush it into January, where he was never going to get a, an early January move because of AFCON. Mm. He was never going to get that. It makes sense from his point of view, like I- I've got all the time in the world. I'm gonna leave Liverpool, I'm pretty sure of it in the summer. But rather than just run into Leeds, get myself in a relegation scrap, go down on loan, come back, I'm, I'm yeah, back to square oh, yeah. one. And yeah. the uproar of moving as well and all that. You, you, you forget about these things, don't you? Like, he's still a human being at the end of the day. He might have children, a family, I don't know, but yeah. it all plays into it, doesn't it? It does, and you don't want to uproot sticks where you just go, right, I'm still young enough, I still know that the next move, I can have a good few years mm-hmm. of a career. So I'll just sit it out and ride it out and stay in the atmosphere of Liverpool. You never know what could happen and he'd be really happy if, you know... You know Barcelona, look at the players that start in that game. You know these yeah. things happen. Exactly. Yeah, there's a, there's a, again we said before there's, a, there's been a, there's an Ari- I think I still think now there's an Origi moment in this season at some point. I don't know when, don't know where, but there's an Origi moment. There might be a Tachi moment as well. Listen, Tachi had his one this season. The reason that Liverpool are in the League Cup final in a couple of weeks' time is because Tachi had his moment against Leicester. There might be another one down the line for him. So I, I, I think you know a fair play. We moan for our squad depth for a while now. We've got two. We've got seven attackers that you're happy to call upon. Then Sam, we'll, they might both start against Cardiff because we're, we're not going to. The two lads are going to be away regardless. Yeah. So there's a good chance they both start. And if, if they, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, I think there's a tacky moment in this season. Then let's um, got two more questions. I've got one from the club legends and one from from my own one. Then I want let's wrap up Liverpool's transfer window. So the main thing, obviously, is, is the Louis Diaz or Louis Diaz. Sorry, I should say um, signing Jay Liverpool done the thing that we always wanted Liverpool to do. Someone else wants the player we want. Let's make sure they don't get it. Liverpool have... I've seen this happen too many times. I've seen William go to Chelsea. I've seen Mo Salah go to Chelsea. We've seen players who we were... They were meant Ericsson to be ours. went to Spurs. Alex Sanchez. Yeah, Alexis yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, Alexis Sanchez goes to ours. Yeah. We've, seen, we've been down this road. It's yeah. nice to see Liverpool go and bang, have a little bit of our willy on the table. <laughs> come on, come on. That's what we've done here. We've just gone Tottenham... Bang, bang, yeah. bang. Have a, little yeah. slap, have a little slap of that in your faces. <laughs> We're having the player you've wanted. Liverpool acting like a, a giant superpower club in the transfer market. Yeah. Perfect, isn't it? Absolutely love it. And the, the, the fact that Daniel Levy was like trying to grass us up. Yeah, <laughs> carry on. Just carry on doing it because you, 10 years ago... We were the same, you know, fuming the they, fact that they, they took players and stuff. Us, didn't they? Yeah, Not yeah, that we won I mean, them now, yeah. but you Clint know, Clint Dempsey, is, is yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're all there. There's, all, you know, it, it's. It, <laughs> I did a tweet where it was like, you know, it was Simba, and it was like the circle of life. <laughs> That's what happens, Daniel. Leave it. It is the circle of life. <laughs> yeah, we're now fucking you over. Yeah, just the same way you fucked us over years ago. Get over it. And you know, you're absolutely right. Like Liverpool, like a big club, it's amazing. What I would say is that he's someone who can have an impact straight away. You'd hope, Sammy. He could, he could start a lot of games. He could start big games. For now until the rest of the season, and it gives us that opportunity of rotation up front that I think Liverpool have needed. Not only in terms of quality depth, but just the ability to say to Sadio Mane, "Have two weeks off, you're knackered." Yeah. Because I think we saw, you know, and Jota can go out wide there. I agree, but Jota's trying to establish himself as a centre forward as well. So now you can say to Bobby and Mane, "Have a week off." We'll rather than plugging in Curtis Jones on the left wing. Or I'll say Chamberlain. I mean, you know, you can go Louis Diaz there, Jota up front. 
Mo Salah on the right, Philly Butu with that lads. It, it just yeah. it, it, the options are now endless for the fact that Liverpool have got mm. every base cover pretty much. You know? Yeah, and when we're going for four competitions, you've got to be ready. Um, yeah. to be I, I didn't think we needed anyone this January. I thought if we were going to do it, we'd do it on the first, second of Jan. But the fact we didn't, I was quite content. Yes, we've got through it, buzzing. Let's go hard the rest of the season. The fact we've just gone and signed a lad who multiple people have said is just stinks of a Liverpool player, and we've gone and got him. It's just amazing. It's it the, the hype now, the buzz around Anfield is going to be brilliant. Just what we needed, in my opinion, just to just for that kick on at yeah. the end of the season. We've said for years, haven't we, how City when the way they can fight on on four fronts is because they have, you know, really really good players who can replace that front three. You know, so you know if Sterling's out, they've got a replacement. That, that's how it worked, yeah. wasn't it? And it's it's great now that we finally having that where we're gonna we brought in a play where we're like, oh my god, a player this caliber we would have got in the summer anyway. Yeah. Is now gone in January and he can help us during this run, like you said before, on all four fronts. Fuck, this table should be rising a little yes. bit. I'm <laughs> excited about it. Speaking it's class. I was going to say, when I said touch wood before, Jay's got a new. <laughs> tell you what, Jay's got a new. Especially for a player I don't really know a lot about. You know, I've seen him when we've played and that's the only time I've really paid attention. You know, I'm 36 years of age with kids, it's like you don't you sort of lose track. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You lose track. So you only see these players for me when I'm, we're playing them. So I'm I'm really excited by it, and I love the fact that so many people have done their research on him. They're saying everything about him. That just it's so exciting. It is. Great. I always love a, a good old signing. The, the, the thing here, Sam, as well, is that Jürgen referenced the only deals I like to do in January are for players who I would sign, who I would have signed in the summer, and the opportunity presented itself. Mm. It's the reason Virgil Van Dijk signed in January. They would have got yeah. him the summer before, and they were definitely going to try and get him the summer after. They got him in January. Lewis Diaz, it looked by all accounts, is someone they were going to target in the summer. Yeah. Spurs come in. Porto would need the money, so they were probably going to sell to Spurs. He probably would have had to. He, Diaz probably would have had to go because without him going, they Porto were in trouble. In trouble yeah. So yeah. he was doing his club a favour. It sounds to me like he's got on the phone and said, "I know you just want me in the summer. Can you just yeah, come yeah. and box me off?" And all the people have gone, "Yes, and nice flexibility there, isn't he? Like the people are able to go." Yeah, we were going to put it to the summer, but you know what? Let's just go and do it now. That's nice to see. And you know what? We've done some good business with Porto recently as well, and it's a good link to have. They're a club mm. that produce a lot of players. I listened to your 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 um, chat with the, the the lad who does all this Portuguese football, Aaron, yeah. and, and he and he goes over and says how many good players. So keep that door open. You know what I mean? Listen, it's a fan, it's a fantastic bit, bit bit of business and. Klopp always said, even last summer, if there's a player out there who I think can absolutely improve us, we will always go and get him. And it just proves now we're at the stage where Liverpool Football Club don't go and get anyone. We don't panic by. We go and get players who we 100% believe can affect this team. And I, I am all for that. Mm. I am proper on board on that model. I think it's amazing. I'm so excited to see him. And yeah, he can go. play Champions League football as well. Oh, you yes. really can. Go and have a look. at There was a lot of panic buying happening on Tantra. <laughs> Lots of it. The Dally Dally. Next, yeah, there, was, <laughs> there was a lot of things going on where it looked like teams were doing everything they could to just get anybody. <laughs> Liverpool didn't need to do that. So we wrap up then with a question from Liam Bento in our club Discord chat. We've got it here on the screen. It says, um, what would what would you give Julian Ward as a rating out of 10 for his transfer window? Before you guys answer, Scott gives him a 10, Jif gives him a 9, he says the Carvalho thing is the only me. Minor blunder, but yeah, it's only a minor blunder as well. What are you guys thinking? I, I think to go and get Diaz, to go and get money for Nat Phillips, that was just, it was going to be sitting around is a positive. I'm unsure on the Neckel Williams thing, I'll be honest, I think that's a risk that we'll see how that pans out. The Carvalho thing looks untidy, so I don't think you can call it a 10 because I don't think it's perfect because perfect Carvalho is a Liverpool player now in based on what Liverpool wanted to do. But I'm happy to say, I'm, I'll go first, I think it's a 9, 9.5 maybe, Jay. I agree with you, what you said, 9, 100%. Just because 
like you said before, it's come out of nowhere mm. and we've ended up signing a player for, what was it, 45 million, something like that? Was 37 it? and a half, rising to 50 on add-ons. Right, probably there, get there we go. So, yeah, I'm at the beginning of the, the window, we're not getting anybody. We've, we've come out of January, survived without yeah. uh, the, the big two. We're fine. We'll be okay going for rest of the season. All of a sudden, I am now like super more happy and confident about the rest of the season now for pick up some silverware. I'll, so, yeah, go, I'll, I'll, I'll go eight. Okay. Did you, what did you go, 10 out of 10? No, I went 9. 9. I'll go 8 because 9 would have been maybe Carvalho wrapped up and I think 10 would have been to sell Phillips and maybe one of the front two. I think the, the out is just as important as yeah. the ins for, for, for yeah, us. Yeah, you're right. I think he's got to do two sides of the job. And so I'll go 8 just because, let's be honest, I was expecting a 4 or a 5, which means which means we're just as we are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's bumped out to 8, yeah. If we'd have sold Nat and maybe Taki or, or Div and then we'd have, we'd have got Carvalho, you can have your 10, son. But I'm so, an yeah. man to please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> SG says 9. It would have been 10 if the Carvalho would have gone through. Go. LTM LFC says 9 as well. Rachel gives him an 8. Sir Klopp gives him an Eight and cop, I give him an eight just for the Diaz move alone. Yes, yeah, so oh yeah, I agree. Everyone's happy, everyone's delighted. Don't worry about the Carvalho stuff, guys. If Liverpool want to get this deal done, and, and if the guy wants to play for Liverpool Football Club, then it'll happen. And if he doesn't, and he wants to go and sign for Porto or Dortmund, well, all the best to him. Jürgen doesn't want players who don't want to be here anyway. He's, he's, he's literally those words have come out of his mouth. If you don't want to be here. See you later, all the best. So we'll see how that one goes. Jay, thanks very much. Thanks Sam, thanks very much. You guys at home, thanks for watching and all listening to the show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Like I say, give the, if you're watching on YouTube, do give the video a little like. It does help us out. And do consider, like I say, going over to the redmentv.com and having a look at Redmen Plus. You saw the Muros documentary earlier. That is live now. You saw the, the teaser for the Craftsman of the Cop Banners documentary that will be out late next week. Also, between now and the weekend, we've obviously got a debate show that me and Ross are filming on, on Wednesday. We've got the Around the League show that we're filming later today. They both stream live on the website as well. We've got opposition preview ahead of the Cardiff game. After the Cardiff game, we'll have instant match reaction and final word. Honestly, if you need as much Liverpool content as you can in your life, we have definitely got you covered on Redmen Plus. So do go over and consider checking it out. Go and have a little look at the website. Have a look at all the stuff you can see. And I'm sure you'll think it's very, very much worth your money. So yeah, until then, guys, I'll see you all later. Ta-da. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.